Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Emily Joy. I met Emily a few months ago virtually and I feel like I've known her for years. She was literally such a joy to chat with. We chatted all things acting and more and we had some fun rapid fire questions at the end. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Welcome. We're just going to say Awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get you to just like introduce yourself to all the listeners, um, just a little bit about you and we'll go from there. Let's do it. Hello listeners. Uh, my name is Emily Joy and I am an actor and I'm also the owner of Joy Studio, which is a boutique acting studio in Melbourne, Australia. I love that. I love that. How did you? <laughs> and that's it, guys. Bye. <laughs> that's it. That's all we're going to talk about today. Short and snappy. Google yep, me. That's it. Yep. Find it there. She's got her show rolls up there. And yeah, that's cool. That's all she does. She owns a studio. Do it yourself. <laughs> Leave meeting. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, actually, I'm intrigued. Okay. So, I mean, obviously I said I want to talk about your studio and how that happened, but did you like actor first, right? Is this? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. wow. All right. I get it. Um, did you? Always... Yeah. And this is why I'm like, oh, I don't want her on here. She's a bit... <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, like, how did that happen for you? Was it were you a high school drama kid? I bet you were. You were, weren't you? <laughs> totally. Um, I always loved performing. So I, I grew up in Cape Town, South Africa, and the only kind of performing thing I was ever exposed to was like dancing, um, which I loved. I just wasn't very good. <laughs> and then I remember when we moved to Australia in Brisbane first. Um, for some reason, I saw this poster that was like um, acting academy, like come and audition for our acting school. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I don't even know how I knew. I just wanted to. And then um, I auditioned for like the scholarship thing, didn't get it. But um, my mom said that she would buy me a term of classes because I did well grades wise in year eight. Um, so yeah. then I got to do a term of classes outside of school. And then I was doing drama in school and then just did all of it that I could. Never like professionally or anything. I wasn't allowed yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but I uh, got the uh, Service to Performing Arts Award at, at Brisbane State High School. Okay, and- wow. <laughs> Someone's bragging a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I auditioned for all the drama schools straight out of high school. Didn't get into any except the TAFE course, which everyone got into who applied. But uh, went off and did that for three years. And then, yeah, a couple of years in Brisbane, got my first agent. Things started to move along and then moved to Melbourne. And that's really where it picked up. My, My first professional job was actually back in Queensland, which is hilarious. So it's oh my God. when they want you. Um, and then, yeah, I've been lucky enough to like be on Neighbours and an ABC iView comedy show called The Housemates and yes. Change Management. And yeah, really, really loving the journey. Oh my God. I, 
I learned so much about you in just that <laughs> short amount of time. Because obviously, I mean, like, we've, like, you've, like, coached, like, you coached me, yeah, which yeah. only twice, but I feel like I've known you for years, so that's good. <laughs> I'm just, like, old friend, right? Yes. <laughs> um, that's so wild. Oh, my God, I love that. So then how long have you had your studio for? Because I really want to talk about that, because I think that's amazing. Uh, this year was five years, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, and how did that start? Like something you always wanted to do or you just fell into it? Oh, I kind of fell into it. I was setting up a self-taping space at home. Yeah. And then, because that was because I couldn't really find a studio in Melbourne that like worked the way I wanted to. Like I either mm. felt that people were like so complimentary and I was like, mm, well, I know that moment wasn't truthful. So yeah. why didn't you do that? Or they were like way too harsh and like not giving me the kind of safe space to to play and try and fail and experiment and stuff so I started doing my own self tapes at home and then my actor friends started coming over and the booking rate was just insane like there were just callbacks and bookings happening so much Um, and then word started to spread and so it kind of just became this like service in demand it was just self-taping at first and um, I was still working in a cafe as well oh my god and then after about a year I kept having to like decrease the amount of shifts I was doing at the cafe so I was like oh I can't do five shifts a week anymore I, I can only do three and then I can't do three shifts anymore I can only do one and then the one shift I had was like more annoying than it was helpful I was like oh maybe I can maybe I can quit and just do self-testing yeah grown to like coaching and career coaching and stuff um so I was like okay well I'll quit but I'll, I'll probably have to go back soon because this can't sustain it I'm not a yeah. and then it just never did and it's just gone and gone and gone and I think I realized I was onto something when like industry people started coming to me so like yeah. Shanahan and their Melbourne actors to me and casting directors will call me up and ask me about you know running sessions or doing tapes for people so it's been a really nice way to like grow my relationships of people finding me as a coach, but yeah. then you know, also learning more about me as an actor as well. And it's kind of all immersed, which is, I'm so lucky. I'm really, really grateful for the situation now. <laughs> yeah. So like, it really just is like a word of mouth thing. Cause it's like, so yeah. true. I mean, I found you through just someone who had like done a tape with you and I was like, she was like, check her out. And I was like, okay. And it's like so well, cause I was like, oh yeah, you have this whole like studio, but it's like, I just, I love that. I just, I think it's amazing. And just, I just, I love that you're doing that. And I love everything about it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome. What's your favorite thing about having your own little studio? Like what brings you joy? Uh, meeting amazing actors. Um, yeah. With some most like open hearted, kind, generous people. I've, I've met a lot of my really close friends through yeah. working, which is cool. Um, and then I just love that I have like a side thing to my acting that is not washing dishes anymore. Like, yeah. oh <laughs> I'm man. Really, really, you know, pleased that my whole days are spent either acting or talking about acting. So, very, yeah. very fortunate. I love that. Um, I would like to touch on, okay, so I want to go, so obviously if you're studious, you do like your self-taping and then you also do kind of like career consulting. Is that what we call it? Yeah. Yes. So how, how did you like lend into that specifically? Like, was it just something where you were like, I think I have a lot of information. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, people just started asking me for advice. So 
<laughs> to like just because I was exposed to so many different actors I yeah. was to like pick up on things of like how someone like if someone would change agents for example I would just chat to them and be like oh so how did you do that and what did you have in place to, to be able to do that or I looked at their resume and stuff and then I was able to go okay so this and this and this needs to be in place before that right. happened or I would talk to actors who were at a point in their career where they felt a bit stuck and then I'd like suggest things for them to do and then all of a sudden they'd like book the next role or suddenly make yeah. a great connection and, and I, I thought like oh I've actually got patterns of data and information that I can share and at the time like there wasn't really a space for the career consulting that was like really practical and yeah. and holistic I find like a lot of acting schools are like just be the best actor like they'll change the brief for you and it's like <laughs> no like I know that can happen I know yeah. You know, Dustin Hoffman was never meant to be the graduate. Like it was meant to be like some six foot tall hunk, but he walked in and crushed it. That yeah. yes, that does happen. But I don't want to work off exceptions. I want to find what the rules are and like play the game and like um, really kind of go, okay, logically or practically, I found if you do this, then you yeah. will get this goal. Or if you set out to do this, then you will achieve it this way and kind of taking the like, luck and waiting out of it and going no there are actionable things that we can be yeah. doing to move our career forward and I want everyone to know what they are so that we just have more happy actors in the world <laughs> yeah no it's so true and I think that's like a big thing I mean it was something I had to learn as well that you know you really are in charge of your career and it's so easy in this industry to be like it's not up to me I mean yeah there's stuff that you can't control but you can yeah. actually control a lot of it um, yes. like you said, like with the mindset thing. Um, yeah, I actually, okay. I want you to explain, cause I know there's like three pillars, right. That you yes. talk about. Can you please share that with the world? Because when you told me, I was like, yes, queen, I love this. <laughs> Everyone needs um, to hear it. <laughs> yes. And they're all so important. So yes. the first pillar is obviously craft. You know, you have to be able to learn your lines quickly, make great choices, uh, do different accents, have emotional access, script analysis, whatever that means for you. You have to be like all over your craft. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to an actor yesterday who, you know, was starting to apply for US managers, but she said openly, like my US accent's not perfect. And I was like, okay, well, we got to fix that first. Like we cannot yeah. do anything business wise. There are no like shortcuts you can jump to if you haven't yet like fully explored what your instrument is and yeah. you know can learn 10 pages overnight or can cry on cue or you know understand comedic timing like that is so important and yeah. a lot of actors want to skip those like foundational things because it's know. like oh I need to get the agent like I think that's yeah. whereas there's it's so much of this step I know so many actors with great careers who are freelance or who didn't have an agent until very recently so yeah. so Yes, the craft is so, so unbelievably important. And a lot of what I talk about is like assuming you've already got that covered, um, mm -hmm. which you should because there's so many fabulous schools everywhere and, and ways to learn. So craft, then the next pillar is this like business column. That's where we talk about, you know, the relationship with your agent or manager, um, networking, how to connect with people in a non-gross way, uh, your showreel, your CV, your headshot, all those marketing materials, having that really schmick, and then the third pillar, which I actually think is the most important one, yes. is your mental health, is, is the attitudes that you're carrying, is the story you're telling yourself. I know way too many actors who get 
bitter or jaded or think yeah. the industry is unfair or out to get them and or that there's things that they can't do um and it's like no who says and radical self-love radical self-care to to be enjoying every little part of this journey and not give into the frustrating things and feel constantly frustrated yeah. or like you're not further along um so i'm all about like patience and the long game and not doing anything out of anxiety or, or desperation and really kind of chilling out while still working really hard but understanding yeah. how the business works at a whole what is special about you and that there's no rush for anything so that's a that's a big part of my my coaching yeah which i love and i think is so true um because yeah it's i mean i've definitely had feelings at a point in my career where i was like the industry sucks it hates mm. me i'm not gonna get anything or like you know and then you know, I think it's so easy to compare yourself to how everyone else is going, going, um, and get in that, like, just funk of, like, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> easy to get into that, absolutely. Yeah, so what would be your, like, top, like, your top three tips, um, in terms of, I guess, mindset, let's start there, mm -hmm. to, like, help actors if they're, like, I don't know what to do, and how to, like, be better at it, help. Yeah. I think the first thing is going, um, back, like, reflecting rather than planning forward so actually look at what you have accomplished and that can be anything from like you know in, in your case Sarah, like moving countries like that's massive like that is Thank so you. bold and brave and it takes so much courage and work to be able to do something like that and and what i find is that most people too quickly move on from what they have achieved they'd be like yeah i've moved countries but so what so what? I got another visa somewhere else, but who, who hasn't? It's like, no, that's really amazing. Like, just yeah. pause on that, celebrate that. Or people will graduate a course and be like, oh, I need to get an agent now. It's like, whoa, you've just finished three years full time. That's yeah. amazing. You can pop a champagne for that. Like, or they book a, um, a short film that's unpaid and they're like, oh, I need a paid role. It's like, yeah, yeah but you've also just booked a great short film with a beautiful story that you're now going to be on set for free and experience what a set works like and you're going to meet up and coming filmmakers so i'm really about yeah looking back before you plan forward and yeah. and really loving and appreciating and celebrating what you have accomplished yes you can set goals yes like i'm incredibly driven and ambitious but i'm also really careful to go oh how amazing that i now have a better relationship with my agent or how amazing that I now know more directors or how great yeah. that I've got self-tape for these kinds of projects um, and not be so quick to move on to what you don't have or what you haven't gotten yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cause I think I remember the first time I, I think it was in our first session. Cause I know my biggest thing for the longest time, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think I was worth it as an actor because I wasn't like professionally booking and like, I hadn't booked anything where I'd really been paid for it. And so for the longest time I was like, I'm not an actor yet, even though I'm, I know, don't, huh? <laughs> you're like, how dare you ever say that about yourself? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure that's what you did at that session. You were like, no, uh-uh. And yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, um, just celebrating, like getting into the room and having an audition for a new casting director, um, getting a callback. So important. And I think for everyone listening, especially because I know a lot of actors listen to this podcast, that's so important is to celebrate your small wins. Yes. Like preach it to the rooftop. The small things are like, the small things are what make 
a career. Like I was chatting with Tom Budge, who's, you know, just done everything. He was saying like nothing that he thought would be a big break was and things that he didn't realize were moving him forward. You know, didn't, he didn't realize that at the time. It's like the big break is a myth. There's no like one opportunity or one job that just makes it all easy and opens it all up. It's constantly a hustle at, at the new level that you reach. And so And then, yeah, so I think also with the self-care stuff, it's like so much of this is going to be counter-cultural. Like people in the real world will go, well, have you been paid? Where money is really not a predictable even thing with acting. I mean, we get ridiculous amounts for a frigging commercial. That's not right. (laughs) But then we also get, you know, heaps of unpaid stuff. So it balances out in the end, but it's not going to be logical or it's not going to progress the way that other careers progress where it's you know clear roadmap of you do your qualification then you get an intern then you get hired it's like no you can work you can not work for years and then book a film that pays 40 grand like it's just so that's if you're looking at money as the way of measuring your growth or success it's it's so wrong it's it's not a complete picture of you actually progressing as an artist yeah yeah no it's it's that it's it's true (laughs) like I just agree and I think acknowledging that everyone's journey is completely different um was a big thing for me because you know it's so easy to just look at someone else and go oh they booked blah 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 oh but I haven't and like you know it's it sucks because you're like oh oh man but everyone's journey is different and you're so right like it could be next year it could be you're, you just never know. It's so unpredictable, which is insane. And the thing that opened up comparison for me when I was yeah. feeling like jealous of people, the, the, the flick of thinking that really helped me was when someone books a great job, it's actually showing me that that's possible. Yeah. So my thinking changes instead of like, oh, how come they got that? I'm like, oh shit, that can happen. Yes. If they can do it, then so can I. And I just think, you know, jealousy is such a, such a redundant emotion because it doesn't actually help fuel you it just makes you feel like crap and so if we can I'm not I don't compare myself to other people because acting is such a collaborative art that everyone is like future castmates there's no competition there's space for everyone I think you know unless you're going to do one woman shows your whole career and even that's (laughs) collaborative because you have like your director and your your costume designer it's like don't look at other actors and, and feel envious or jealous or, or resentful towards them break down you know what have they done to to get that opportunity like a big thing that I focus on or talk to people about is like actually look at the age because people go like oh this yeah. this actor's 25 and they're getting this and it's like yeah but they have had an agent since they were seven right so they're not actually 25 they're freaking 50 <laughs> and you're like 25 but you only started acting as a teenager or only got an agent in the last few years, then yeah. that's not a fair point of comparison. That's, that's not um, logical data to go off because it's, it's so not even in that way. Yeah. Um, but, but certainly you can unpack, you know, okay, well maybe they had a really killer showreel or maybe the character that they went for matches their life experience or maybe they're in at a particular casting office where they know them really well and have built that relationship over time um so i think if you can use it to motivate you to 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 bring action in but if it starts you on on a sedentary spiral then it's time to step away from social media or imdb (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's so funny because i totally agree with what you um i mean i (laughs) 
I used to do it with like really like you know really famous actors and you'd look at like how old they were and I this is so embarrassing I used to be like like let's just say if you know Melissa McCarthy for example because I love her so she's like in her late 30s I might get that anyway you know and so I remember looking her up and then I it there was in this like Wikipedia it was like oh she started trading at the Groundlings when she was this age and I was like oh my god she was two years older than when I started so I've got like and I was like what am I doing like why am I doing that and try to be like map it to like okay I'm this age now I've still got time before I can like so I totally resonate with that because it's just like it doesn't really make sense that I'm doing that but you know we're all like oh my god they're 25 and booked a lead it's Mm -hmm. done for me but you're so right everyone is just so different and it's beautiful yeah and I don't know why, like, we've taken from, you know, sport or modeling where, yes, your yeah. age is important. The younger you are, the better. But I don't think that's true for acting. And if there are people that think that way, it's like, that's changing. Like, the industry is becoming more inclusive. We're starting to see more real people on screen. And, and there's going to be great roles at every age. So that's yeah. another thing I talk to my actors about is there seems to be this, like, rush of, like, I need to get this to this point. And I spoke to someone once and I was like, why? Why do you have to get to a certain point by mm-hmm. 30? And she's like, oh, so I know whether to do my backup or not. I was like, oh. just go do your backup now. Like, if you don't want to act until you're like old and wrinkly, then look <laughs> out. Like, what is this? Like, commit to the lifestyle, commit to the journey, commit to the art of it because you love it. Not for what you can get from it, but from what you yeah. can offer. And you're going to have a much better time in life. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. What is your opinion? Because that is something I've always heard is the backup plan. I mean, I remember I did a workshop. No, it was a drama school edition, actually, um, where they were like, I'm not going to name the school. But (laughs) they said, at the end of all of auditions, the teacher went, oh, so yeah, just letting you know, not everyone will move on to a callback. Um, But, you know, if you guys have any other passions and careers that you want to pursue, we'd recommend that you do that. Um, because acting is really hard and blah, 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 blah. And I was like just fresh out of high school and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what? So what do you think about that? Like, you know, that's being put out there, this backup plan. Well, I'm, I'm pretty harsh in that way too. I'm like, if you have a backup, you're going to use it. Mm. Like you just, you just will. I I don't think you can apply yourself the hours that it takes when we think of acting as a small business yeah. in setting up our small business, I, I can't, maybe someone else can, but I can't do that while concurrent, concurrently working in another industry, mm. like a proper, like career, like legit, like doing a friggin' law degree or working in a practice yeah. or like, I can't handle both. Both of those to me are full-time hours and there's not enough time for both. So I think, commit yourself um I think yeah you can absolutely have other interests and other Mm, passions and and become multidisciplinary you know a lot of actors will teach or coach or do voiceover and stuff but I think if if you do have another job in mind that's like oh I wouldn't mind I think I'd be just as good as that as I am an actor then I kind of agree with that drama school go do that you're going to have a much easier time because other industries have you know, steady paychecks or, you know, uh, they're a merit meritocracy. They, they yeah. will reward evenly hard work or you can climb a clear ladder, but acting's not like that. So you really have, I think the thing that a lot of actors end up, you know, quitting acting is not because they stop loving performing. It's because of the frigging lifestyle that you have to maintain 
to be able to you yeah. know audition for something at a moment's notice or go away for three months on a shoot or you know the lifestyle just it's it's relentless it's really yeah. really tough and so if we can like love the unpredictability and and really love the the fact that we're so lucky in getting to create pursue a creative yeah. lifestyle flip the thinking on that and go okay cool this is a lifelong commitment this is a lifelong journey there's no end point it's all about the experiences that I'm accumulating yeah. along the way and then to me that's better than a, a snazzy job where I get to have an annual holiday every year in some right? <laughs> country like it's it's just about what you want and and what you're willing to go without I think mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of remind me, there's a Sarah Paulson quote um, that she did on the Off Camera Show. I am obsessed with her. Everyone so knows. Good. I've just started watching Ratchet. So oh, good. do you love it? Oh my God, we have to talk about that. Do yeah, yeah, like yeah. It? It's so um, theatrical. It's unlike anything I've watched right? before. It's so it's Like, so refreshing to see something like that on screen. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that's, I mean, I love Ryan Murphy and he's whack. Yeah. Like, I think it's out of this world. But the stuff that he does, it's just, I just love seeing that on the TV and you don't often see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God, how far are you in? Have you finished? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm just in season one and the other starts. So oh tell me my anything. God. Okay, I like, no spoilers. <laughs> but when you finish it, message me. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> uh, I love that. Oh my God, great show. Um, but yeah, it reminded me because Sarah Paulson said in an interview that she was like, she would do the acting for free, she, but it's, uh, she said, but yeah, she'd do the acting for free, but it's the waiting around, it's the missing family functions, it's the traveling that she was like, that's what I get paid for. Wow. But yeah, and I thought that was beautiful. And I was like, yeah, it's true. Um, true. And I think that's always something interesting to think about is if you would do it for free because you know I think also I've had conversations with actors where they're like oh I could never like I need to be paid for it and it's like I don't think that should be the end goal either it's like I love it yeah I've had a cool thing with money which was um by the time you start getting paid that's not your payment that's your reward for all the work you've done to get to that point and that that helped me like think about it in a cool way because it's like because some of the paychecks like are ridiculous like yeah I did you know three hours on a tv show you know 20 minutes of which was actually acting and I got what I would get like in a week at the cafe like it doesn't actually make sense but it does because that is then the things that I had to have in place to even be to be able to audition for that show yeah Um, that's what that's where the finances come in it's but you have to put so much in up front yeah again like a small business and then you start seeing not even the reward because it it's not even, <laughs> even that way, but it's just, you will start to be compensated slowly, but surely for. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. It's like so funny when I, when you talk to people who like aren't actors and like, you'll often, like I remember I had an audition brief and I'd shared it with a friend and I was like, Oh, this commercial is like going to be 20 K like buyout if you're in it for yeah. more than a second. And her face was like, Oh my yeah. God. And I was like, you do realize that it's just a one-off payment. I don't constantly book the commercial. Yeah. And also by the time you've paid your agent and manager <laughs> tax, it's like half that. And then also the fact that a commercial is so much, it's because you're so visible. So you suddenly can't do any other car commercials or any other. Uh, and so it's, it's very quickly not the amount we think it means. <laughs> it's so true. You do like one, I don't know. Yeah. Like one car commercial and all of the car companies you can. 
do that exactly because it's conflict of interest they're like no you're the face of this you know you can't like what oh it just gets me every time yeah oh man commercial i have a breakdown of like oh sorry i heard a breakdown of a of a series payment of like say you get 100 grand for a, a series of something you're actually taking home 25 like by the time you've paid everyone, by the time you've relocated, by the time you've paid for your own publicity, by the time wow, you know, like, and then all the auditions you missed during that time, it's, it's, yeah, it's really not how it appears. And, and yeah, trying, telling that to like a muggle is really tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to get like your charts out and you're like, no, let me break yeah. this down for you. When I book this, <laughs> the payment that we start with. <laughs> <laughs> like agent <laughs> oh my god that'd be so great oh my god please create a chart that'd be so informative <laughs> just be like hold on let me just pull this out this is my yeah. favorite that'd be so let me show you what it actually means <laughs> yeah, this is... i'm not getting 20k yeah <laughs> maybe half after everything oh, oh my god i wish the commercial ads that they didn't tell you how much it was because it's just you get in your head man it's yeah. so hard oh my god <laughs> some of them but also i <laughs> the thing is because i i don't know what it's if it's a standard rule you have to be in it like i don't know what it is in australia but here it's like three seconds or something that you have to actually be in the ad for the buyout is that a thing in australia or am i making that up <laughs> paid in any case yeah oh okay well here in can well, i don't know north america um obviously you get paid for your time on set which is like whatever 900 dollars. um and then once the ad comes out yeah you have to be in it for three five one three or five se- it's a certain amount of time um and then you get the buyout and if you're not then you don't get it so Shit, we don't have that oh, we have what? The yeah, the amount the contract says, even if they end up, you know, cutting you or editing what? it out, you still get that payment. Yeah. Oh my god. Come oh, back to I know. Literally, I was like, I. <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good to know. Cause I could you imagine I get back home and I like book and I get really excited and they're like, yeah, you would have got that payment anyway, and I'm here like <laughs> I was in it. <laughs> commercials though I don't know do you like commercial auditioning I love it it gives me joy yeah I do now I've had a weird relationship with at the start where I was like I am a serious actor and I feel like just eat this imaginary sandwich I'm like what okay now like no keep going (laughs) no you go I was gonna say it's like something I've really missed in in lockdown like that's you know having a commercial audition where you just go for like five minutes and get to chat to a casting director and do a weird improv thing and then maybe get it maybe not like that's really fun and I'm really missing that I didn't think I would same I feel you what have you okay what's the weirdest commercial audition you've had like kind of weirdest thing no well you know what I mean that you've had to do and you're like oh okay wow that I've had to act was just when there was like so much like not there. It was like, okay, so you're walking over a fence, but the barbed wire catches your knee, but then you're okay. Then you come to the side, then you see a big meadow. Oh, but you have to get your camera out, but the camera's in the backpack. It's like, they just go through the whole like sequence of the ad. And I'm like, I have nothing 
is this now just a test on my miming, which won't even be on the day. On the day, I will have all the real things to right? react to. So what are you looking for right now? <laughs> but my craziest like audition experience yeah. was in a callback and the director was there and he was on his phone the whole time. <gasps> not what? the whole time. Well, yeah, he but... He was on it a lot and I was like, cool, guess I'm not getting this one. And then I booked it. So that's hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so, I don't know what they're like in, obviously in Australia with when you get callbacks, like you, cause you have the director and the whole, cause okay. So <laughs> my first ever like callback for a commercial here, I was so because I'd done a few like in Australia. So I was like, okay, I think I know like what the deal is. But yeah, my first call back here, like I walked into the room and there was obviously the casting directors that had already, you know, cast me. And then there was like, obviously the client. And then there were literally like 15 people in the room. Oh. And I, and they're all like lined at the back and all I could hear throughout my whole audition was typing. Oh, no. Mad typing. And I had to be there and like it was for like a hair removal commercial. So like again, they were doing the thing where they're like, and then there's gonna be wind in your hair, and then you're gonna go back in time. And you have to do the action of like when you come back, so you have to jolt, but give it a beat, give it a little beat. And I'm like, oh my god, dear lord. And yeah, and all I could hear is just typing. It's it was insane. And I was like, Jesus, but that's the weirdest thing. I've had yeah. to do was just it's weird but I love them and so I fun. Yeah. yeah I don't know are you guys self-taping commercials over there is that happening not or? as much it started mm -hmm. happening because of COVID but yeah that, they'd always like you in the room which yeah. you know it's crazy because it's like 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> you travel longer to get there than you yeah. are at the place and then fun. oh it, i mean i know here you wait a long time to even get in the room it's like literally two hours of your day gone is it different over there <laughs> yeah it's much different there's a couple there's a couple agencies where they pack a lot of people in so you right. might have but a long wait would be like an hour this is insane i'm yeah, learning so much i would come <laughs> back there and be like yeah. what are you guys are you serious you will love it. <laughs> I was like, I'm in straight away. I yeah. once waited two and a half hours at a callback. Mm -hmm. Wow. And but if that's that happened, normal. they would like apologize profusely. They would be like, thank you yeah, so yeah. much for waiting. We so appreciate it. Do you, does anyone have to go urgently? Like, they're really great here. Nope. Here they're like, oh, yeah, we're just running two and a half hours late. So um, just wait. And I'm like, cool. I didn't have to go to work today. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm excited to be back in the Australian industry now. That is what we've learned. I'm excited to have you, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be making all the trips to Melbourne. It's going to be exciting. I'm ready. Um, I love that this is now just a chat. We're just like, what's up? What's up? Sydney and see you. I love going to Yes. Sydney, Sydney yeah. is like, I mean, pretty great. Um, Sydney over Melbourne. Sorry. <laughs> that's always so funny when I meet people here from Australia and then like if they're from Melbourne and I'm like oh I'm from Sydney they're like oh okay yeah. and I'm like come on <laughs> Sydney, 
is better, but you pay for it. Like, yeah, this is true. That's the thing. I could never have started my business in Sydney because all mm. my friends that work in another job have to work full-time hours because their rent yeah. is friggin' what I pay in a month. Like, it's ridiculous. Do you think the industries are different at each city? Like, I don't know. Does that question make sense? Like, is the Sydney hustle different to the Melbourne hustle? Or? Um, I think, yeah, I think there's slightly more happening in mm-hmm. Sydney in terms of right. like commercials and, and shoots and stuff. But I see with self-taping for narrative things, there's yeah. a lot. Like, if there's a role in Melbourne, they're auditioning Sydney actors. And if there's a role in Sydney, they're auditioning Melbourne actors. So there's a lot oh. of crossover with those two. Interesting. Hmm. That was just a question for my own benefit, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe it helped someone out there. Yeah, they're probably like, hmm, don't care, Sarah, move on. <laughs> like, Where you live? <laughs> yeah. No one cares about your life. It's fine. Um, okay, let's talk about self-tapes quickly, because obviously this is how the industry, well, I mean, there were always self-tapes, but I guess with COVID, you can kind of literally self-tape from anywhere. Um, yeah. Do you have any like top tips for actors to get like self-tape ready? Take that question as you will. Um, yeah. Cause I guess that's what everyone asking. It's like, how do I do it? Ah. Uh, yeah. This will sound obvious, but like practice before the big audition comes. Like you don't want to yeah. be freaked out going, how do I compress a video or which room <laughs> in my house has the best light. But while you're trying to do your friggin' Netflix audition, like, get on top of the technical stuff as soon as you can and then get on top of the acting stuff like you should know how eyelines work you should know how low you can keep your volume at at a naturalistic way you should know how to use your frame um and then the actual auditioning part i think is about really bringing yourself to it Mm -hmm. a lot of actors because of theatrical training will like think everything is in the script and it's yeah. not, they've done their best. They're giving you as many clues and they've, they've written the scene in a certain way, but there are things that you do not know about this character until you start living and breathing and speaking and having the conversation. So I yeah. think knowing that there is something uniquely special about you and only you in this role and really running with that and really celebrating that and bringing your own qualities and nuances to the parts especially for screen stuff it's so so important I think unless you've got a massive body of work typically for screen you will be cast on your natural energy like the the actors that I've seen book really great roles there's just that the acting is invisible it just seems like it's them Um, and I think that's something that a lot of training places miss they're like let's let's do the scene analysis it's like Freaking just say the words as if you're in that yeah. conversation. Like we overcomplicate it so much. It's like, how would you behave in this relationship with these given circumstances, with these things at stake? Yeah. And, and how and how can you bring your full being, your full personality to that? Um, we want to watch a three-dimensional character. What's more three-dimensional than you? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so that's I agree. what I'm talking to my actors about is like. Just bring yourself more of you, more of your weird, the way you laugh or the way that you, the rhythm that you speak or, you know, of course, honoring what is, you know, contextually there for you in terms of pace or the tone of a show. But the the missing thing I see a lot is, is an actor trying to do what they think casting wants to see Mm. rather than just trusting, no, I've gotten the audition request. They want to see me. 
So I'm going to find that point where the script and myself connect and I'm going to play in that space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, I agree. Um, the biggest thing that's like helped me, and I guess it is also a mindset thing is that, yeah, when you get an audition, like you said, it's like, they want to see you, like they've seen something in you that they're like, yeah, maybe you could fit this. Um, and just doing your best work that's best for you and at wherever you're at. And then just being like, cool, that's like who I am. This is how the script goes through me. And if they like it, they'll like it. But if they don't, that's like, okay, too, you know? And I think that's really changed the game for me. Yeah. Yeah. And the second thing of, oh, if they don't like it, it's actually that they now have more clarity on who yeah. you are and where to put you next time. So I think it's, it's win-win. You'll either like line up exactly and they'll be like, oh, cool. There's the character. Let's cast her. Yeah. Or you'll be so wrong that they're like, okay, great. She's definitely not a Mary, but let's get her in for Susie or let's get her in for this other film I'm casting. Yeah. Um, and so that's really exciting when you, when you start to be bold, that's the word they all say. And that's mm -hmm. just having that authenticity and that ownership over who you are. You are enough. Yeah. Uh, that's when things start to really move forward because casting suddenly know where to put you next time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. That's so, it's so important just being you and showing up as yourself and your personality um, and not trying to be someone else. Yeah. Even though that's your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it sounds confusing because in drama school, we're like, you know, we're playing 80-year-old Chekhov characters and we're playing, you know, mothers of three children. But it's like coming into screen when television yeah. is a visual medium and the story has to get told quickly, you're cast on your essence. And you can start to, you know, deviate from that, but it takes a long, long time. Chameleons don't book work. The, the people who create yeah. Uh, a range of characters they, they do so over a really long period of time yeah. um and so we, we're i'm all about like that that starting professionally what's your first professional tv role going to be and how can we capitalize on that and then yeah. in five years time we could be like oh actually i want to play a villain or actually i want to do a romance or you know that will come but i find actors are often trying to do too much too soon instead of really honing what their sweet spot is and running yeah. with that breaking through with that and then you can have build characters and stuff that'll come later yeah no I really love that um and actually there was uh in terms of like the whole brand not the brand your essence and like your personality um I was watching I love Anna Kendrick as an actress and I think this is a classic example because she's done a really big body of work like she's done comedy she's done thriller like everything and I was watching like a it was like a scene on YouTube and someone had commented and they were like it's amazing that she has this like awkward like quirky personality that she brings in every single role so even when she's doing a thriller she's still like Anna Kendrick like you're like oh yeah that's her even though it's a thriller and I think yeah. that's just like that's what it is. I think that's yeah. the end game is like that's the movie that. star quality. Like yeah. that's why we watch, you know, an Anna Kendrick film or a Jennifer Lawrence film, even yeah. if we don't know what it's about. We just want to see those people because we feel like we know them because they're sharing so their work is so honest. It's so open hearted. Yeah. We feel like we know them. And that can work, you know, the opposite as well. People who go like, Oh, I don't like Kristen Stewart. It's like cool well you don't have to but but that's her that's who she is um Hugh Grant like that's how he that's yeah. how he speaks like it's it's so so you can rub people the wrong way but I think that's a good thing because we're not looking to please everyone 
Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, yeah, of course. It's like, cool. So you, you can see it in other actors. That's why you like Leo DiCaprio. That's why you like Meryl Streep. like, so what is it about you that can be consistent over a range of genre or tone or, or yeah. characters? Yeah. Who are your favorite actors that you're like, oh. Um, so many. Um, I really, really love Adam Driver. I just think like mm-hmm. he's so weird and unusual and his choices are so fresh and bizarre yeah. and he's a great example of like fucking with the script and bringing yourself to it and, and playing. So he really like caught my eye. His, his last few yeah. years of work is just unbelievable huge soft spot for Jennifer Lawrence. I will watch anything <laughs> she is. I love her so much. Um, Viola Davis, mm. uh, uh, comedy actor, Steve Carell. Uh, oh, yeah. He's there's, an actor, there's not an actor I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just think everyone, everyone who's like committed to the craft or who, who does consistent work over time, yeah. I just so much admiration and respect for them. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. There's, yeah, I don't think there's any actors that I'm like, I mean, there's definitely some that I'm like, oh, I'm not like a huge fan, but I like still respect their work and be like, exactly. you're an actor and you're yeah. believable. Like, I'm not yeah. like, oh, I don't believe it. It's like, no, I just exactly. got my taste. So. Yes, yes. Were yours um, Melissa McCarthy? Um, Melissa, <laughs> here we go. Melissa McCarthy, uh, Sarah Paulson, obviously. Yes. She's phenomenal. I... Oh my God, queen of acting. Um, <laughs> I really like Steve Carell. He's great. Yeah. Um, the other day I was like, I really like Seth Rogen and I really want to be in a Seth Rogen film. Oh, I can so see that. Thank you. I'm going to yeah. save that little bit and send that to Seth Rogen and be like, someone said I could be in your film. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. My pitch. <laughs> Tag him, tag him. <laughs> yeah. Seth Rogen, uh, come on, cast me. Um, yeah, and then there's obviously just so many actors. Kristen Wiig's great. Oh, I love her. She's really good at, like, over-the-top comedy character work, but then doing some yeah. real grounded stuff. Yes. So, which, so interesting. Which is just, like, mind-blowing. Um, yeah. All right, let's do some rapid-fire questions. Let's okay, have some cool. fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, who would be your celebrity best friend? Oh, I listened to another episode to try and get what these questions were, but this is not a question I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to say Ben Schwartz, like that we would just, Ooh, you know, yeah. chat improv and bounce off each other and make sketches and yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he existed. <laughs> still have a moment for Ben Schwartz. <laughs> moment of silence. Yes. Mm. Um, okay, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, how young are we going? Oh, oh, wow. That's, you're throwing me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Um, oh, I guess like, what? Oh, wow. That's a really great question. Let's go like, <laughs> child? Like, oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like I haven't done anything yet. Like, I'm just a little yeah. dreamer. You're just like, I want to live my best life. And this is you going back being like, insert what you would say. Oh, yes. I would say, I would tell 10 year old Emily that mm-hmm. everything's going to be okay. 
and and lighten up. She was she was very very serious and very oh. very insular and um, negative. I know, hard to believe it. I was um, just gonna say. <laughs> I would tell her to just you know enjoy the people around her a bit more and and yeah. open up your heart sooner than you do, and, and you'll get even you'll have even more fun in life. Oh, that's really beautiful. Also, I just love how specific you were. Ten-year-old you. <laughs> I love going back to like my younger self. Ellen yeah. Burstyn did this workshop, and she says like it's such a great way to like heal past trauma is to go and like yeah. hug your five-year-old self or like hug your ten-year-old self, and then like welcome in your future self as well. It was like yeah. so moving. It sounds woo-woo, but I I constantly. <laughs> oh. think it younger Emily and just yeah. you know holding her hand because she's she's incredible oh that's really beautiful oh don't make me cry <laughs> oh my god well here's the question for you what's a trait you dislike in other people okay cool I did think about this one um, <laughs> and I was like trying to like get specific because I'm like no it's not just people being laid or it's not just people being rude yeah. I think it's entitlement that really grinds my gears. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, like just people who <laughs> expect, expect certain things yeah. and, you know, are self-focused and and don't necessarily put in the work or, or are attentive to the needs of or, or compassionate for people around them. Yeah. Employment is gross. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I just, I agree is what I'm saying to that. Um, I was, my brain was calculating. I won't say what I'm going to say. Um, all right. Describe yourself in three words. <laughs> um, sensitive, driven, mm-hmm. and goofy. Ooh, I love the word goofy. <laughs> I'll say funny. That sounds obnoxious. So I'll say goofy. <laughs> I mean, I would have said it. So. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> funny <laughs> what you really wanted to say was funny but we get it we'll live with yeah, the yeah. yeah you didn't want to be that person <laughs> uh, talented <laughs> funny <laughs> kind <laughs> ambitious um I can play all the roles <laughs> versatile <laughs> yeah can cry on cue. Oh, what? <laughs> Oops. That slips out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm writing a sketch for the both of us, and we're just going to be like those actors that are like... Humble bragging. Yeah. Booked a feature. What? Oh, my God. That just came out. It slipped. What do you mean? 10K commercial. What? Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. Don't. Don't. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I can't talk about it. I signed an NDA, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I swear everyone listening, we're humble people. Just saying. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's off the rails. Okay. This is a question I love asking. Um, so what's a piece of advice you didn't take, but you wish you did? Ooh. Mm, it's a juicy one. Yes. Okay. This one, I eventually, oh, I'm still kind of working on it, but basically a casting director pulled me aside once and was like, 
you need to dress better. <laughs> At the time I was like, um, excuse me, that is so sexist. And then I have slowly realized that I was like, I was hiding. I was like wearing, oh. you know, like sloppy clothing and, and things that were, you know, three sizes too big and yeah. just not carrying myself in a, in a professional way and not understanding me. I was so like, refuting the whole like the vanity or the shallowness of our industry but now I'm finding more of a balance of like oh actually I feel nice when I put makeup on or I feel good when I you know put an outfit together thoughtfully or I feel better when I have you know shoulders back and good posture that those things can actually help the internal experience um so yeah I wish I'd started you know caring for my physical appearance when a bit a bit sooner yeah yeah I, think I, that. I, I, I know I was I'm like pleasantly surprised I'm like oh, okay you yeah. know some people go really deep with it. <laughs> that's really interesting because yeah I guess it's so easy to be like what do you mean dress better like who do you think yeah. you are telling me that yeah. but and then another, another director say like you know you can wear heels and I was like no I can't I'm too tall and they were like yeah wear, wear the heels Emily I was like okay <laughs> So Where the like, heels, and, like, and it is like deeper because it was it suddenly mm. brought up the stuff for me of like, oh, do I not, do I not think I deserve attention, or do I not think that I want, you know, physical? Yeah, yeah. I was like denying this whole side of myself because, in some way, I didn't believe that I was beautiful or, or deserved to be looked at. So it's it's. I've actually yeah talked to my therapist about like the the yeah. deeper meaning of learning how to curl my hair or apply makeup nicely it's it's really interesting yeah that is no it is fascinating because I mean uh lately I've been like doing a lot of makeup stuff because I like it but um and I started posting just more selfies and it was one of my friends because I would send her like my selfies of my makeup and she was like you need to post these like the world needs to see your selfies and I was like no that's like no no one wants to see that and she was like yeah, they do. And she was like, if you're posting it because you love it and you feel great, yeah. that should be celebrated. So post your selfies. Yes. You have them. Do it. Yes. yes. <laughs> you made right. the, is yeah. it an hour? You made the hour. Oh, that's well timed. You're like a therapist. Don't even need to check the clock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was a really nice joke. That was for like yeah, anyone. Yeah, it was really well. Like, therapist do a sneaky time check and for the longest time I was so confused as to how she knew when it was an hour exactly and then she told me about the hidden clocks that she has oh my god really like just, yeah. it's like in her notebook she's like yeah oh. I don't know it's yeah it's that. places that I can't see them but they're, they're in the room it's true though I totally get that you're like whoa where did it's like a time walk that happens in there yeah, you're like, that just absolutely. Where has time gone? Um, yes. But yes, a thank you for coming Yay! on. I love chatting with you. This is so fun. You're such a great host. Oh, stop. Say it again just for the listeners. <laughs> I'm You're an amazing host, Sarah. Woo! Thank you. Oh, my God. That's like humble brag. That's really exciting. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the
Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode.